Hi, I'm Sheena Johnson Cooper, Director of Marketing and Strategic Communication for Durham Public Schools. And I'm Crystal Kimson Roberts, Communication Specialist in the Office of Public Affairs. And have we got some stories to tell you. Welcome to Behind the Spark, a podcast produced by the Office of Public Affairs with the help of Digital Communication Specialist, Tony Cunningham Jr. All of the stories that we have to tell you about students, staff, and teachers will educate and inspire you. Because we are DPS. Yep, that's us. Stay tuned. Hello, DPS families in Durham community. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Behind the Spark. Today, we are excited to have Deputy Superintendent for Operational Services, Dr. Julius Monk, join us to talk to us a little bit more about Durham Public Schools' construction and renovation projects. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Absolutely. So we are fresh off the heels of the ribbon cutting of Lions Farm Elementary School, which welcomes students and staff in August. Let's celebrate that. Mm. We are super excited about that. And it's a beautiful school. Um, I am a deep, uh, parent of a Lions Farm student. Um, so I was super excited to see where she would be learning each and every day. And I know that that type of learning environment is one that we want to ensure that every student in Durham Public Schools has the chance to experience. So let's talk about that. Let's talk big picture. Um, we have a plan and Durham Public Schools is working that plan um, and it's connected to our Growing Together initiative. It's connected to the strategic plan for the district and it's connected to the capital improvement plan. So let's talk about the CIP first. What is that? So CIP stands for Capital Improvement Program and we worked in conjunction with the county to develop it. And it'll be our program over 10 years where we will do system replacements across the district as well as build new schools and do renovations and additions. Um, it is derived, though, from our strategic plan. Any good organization is going to have a good strategic plan to help them meet their vision. And ours does the same. Part of our strategic plan five goal is to make sure that we have adequate uh, spaces for all of our elementary K-3 students, as well as having a safe learning environment for them as well. And so we took that strategic plan, applied it to our priority list for our capital improvement plan. And that's how we came up with the projects that we have on our 10 year capital improvement plan. Cool. So the CIP uh, is interwoven into the strategic plan. What about the Growing Together initiative? How does that fit in? Absolutely. The Growing Together initiative is also inspired from the strategic plan. Okay. In order to have those facilities and to meet the K-3 class size mm -hmm. uh, mandate from the uh, general statute, we had to do some boundary changes in our elementary schools. We have some schools that are overcrowded and we have others that are underutilized. And the Growing Together initiative addresses some of those things. But beyond the operational impacts of uh, Growing Together, there's also some academic impacts where we're providing more equity across the district for the programs that we're doing in our schools and making sure that all schools are great schools. That's a wonderful thing to know. Absolutely fantastic. And so when we have this landscape of a of Lions Farm Elementary, which is, I want to say, um, 
I remember moving into my neighborhood and seeing that sign out there for about 10 years or so now. So to see that school actually um, built and students walking in every single day is exciting. But we just, we're starting to see that momentum really building across the district with Murray Massenburg. We're going to be doing the groundbreaking for that um, in October, which is really, really exciting. Northern is nearing completion and we've got renovation projects all, um, all lined up. So what is this? growth, the physical growth of the district um, from a from a capacity standpoint of being able to house students, what does that mean for Durham Public Schools? So like you, um, before we built Lions Farm, I went and walked it with uh, some of the, the neighbors and, and seeing the, the rich history that's associated with it, the old stones and uh, remnants from the houses that was there, and hearing the stories from the Lions family about what that property meant to them. And seeing how a new facility shows how Durham can continue to grow. Durham has added residents who have brought um, children to our district, and we want to make sure that they have a space to learn and grow as well. But we can't build those things overnight. Right. And so we have to do this pre-planning and construction to make sure that we have suitable spaces for students whenever they do arrive. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Monk, for joining us. Um, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. We hope to have you back soon. And now we're going to talk to some more folks who can give us more details about construction in Durham Public Schools and renovation projects. Thank you, Dr. This is our vision. So how do we make this vision a reality? We're pleased to have Frederick Davis, Executive Director of Building Services for Durham Public Schools here with us today, as well as Principal Matt Hunt of Glenn Elementary. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being here at Glenn. Thank you so much for hosting us in the Media Center. There's no better place to be right here where our students are mm -hmm. learning and growing every single day to have this conversation about uh, growing our facilities within Durham Public Schools. Absolutely. So we've set the stage for our big picture um, plan, but schools just aren't built overnight. So, Mr. Davis, how does a school get built and who is involved? Uh, thank you for that question, Crystal. So uh, under the leadership of uh, uh, Deputy Superintendent of Operations, Dr. Monk, uh, we pride ourselves on being shovel ready. And what that means is that we do the planning and the back in. And so two years ago in 2019, we set forth a 10-year capital improvement plan. And that was based on a third-party facility assessment that looked at all of our buildings from the interior to exterior building envelope, our systems, and placed a numerical grade on it. And from that numerical grade, uh, it let us know what schools need to be placed in a priority or order in which uh, Glenn is one of those schools uh, that will be receiving um, new renovations and design addition work. Okay. All right. Thank you. And you talked about that priority order. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and who gets a new school or where you place a new school versus what schools get renovated? Great question, uh, Ms. Cooper. So uh, it's twofold. We build new schools to deal with the growing population here in the Triangle, specifically Durham. Um, for that, we must have available land. And as you're aware, in this state of the economy, land is, is sparse. Um, and so we have to be innovative uh, to deal with the capacity and make sure that we have what we call educational suitability. And so we build new schools for capacity and we also renovate uh, schools based on the facility assessments, as well as what we're in now currently is a 21st century learning environment. And we know that Students, as uh, Mr. Hunt will definitely uh, tribute to, learn in various different ways. And so uh, we 
look at the four walls that we consider a classroom and see how we can have collaborative spaces, innovative spaces that go into those renovations. And so uh, the renovations really deal with uh, the amount of land availability uh, here at Glen Elementary, as well as some of our other high priority schools on our list. They have mobiles, which are intended to be temporary. A part of a strategic goal here at DPS is to have every student in the classroom and not in mobiles. As you would imagine, if some students have to be in the mobiles versus others inside the classroom, it could be a barrier to success. And operations definitely does not want to be a barrier to the academic achievement of students here at DPS. Absolutely. So we're going to get to Mr. Hunt in just a few moments. But one more question for you, Mr. Davis. What are the current construction or renovation projects? We know that Glenn is is on that list. Yes. So, again, um, roughly about 20 projects are within the 10 year capital improvement. And we will assess that each year as trends happen in the academic realm, as well as in the construction operations realm. Um, But currently in the next five years, we have six elementary school renovations, Glen, uh, Moorhead, Club, Holt, Mangum, and the last one is, uh, I apologize for uh, not knowing it up front. Um, is that six? I think that's six. Um, and then we have two uh, new schools, one a high school, Durham School of the Arts, and then another elementary school, uh, Murray Massenburg Elementary. Uh, again, those two new schools deal with the capacity of Durham and its growth, as well as the educational suitability. Currently, Durham School of the Arts is housed in a historic, traditional, comprehensive high school that does not make it conducive to the arts uh, that people uh, talk so much about here in Durham and, and regional in the state. That's exciting. You all are busy. Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> Job security, the as they yes. say. Yes. In a word. Yeah. Yes. So it has to be very exciting to hear that Glenn is on the list of those schools to be renovated in the very near future, Mr. Hunt. So tell us, as a school leader, what does this mean for you, your teachers, and the Glenn community? Uh, I, I could take this in a ton of different directions. At first, I, I think to go back, um, I started in Durham Public Schools in 2005 as a teacher. Um, I was teaching at Northern High School. And so and spent 11 years as a teacher and then eventually principal there. Um, and knowing that they are about to open up a new school, just thinking about um, how exciting that is for that community to be at this point now where they're they're getting into the new school. Um, and I think it, it adds so much to their community in terms of um, that campus had, I think, you know, six different buildings possibly moving into a space now where provides more opportunity for, for staff collaboration. Um, more activities can actually take place on campus. Um, and I think we all want to be in a, in a space that just feels good. Um, and so here at Glenn, extremely excited um, about what that will do for our community. Uh, number one, I think it will just generate excitement. Um, at Glenn, uh, years ago, we were um, part of a restart model here. I, I know where, where there may have been some some challenges, and so to have this excitement around the community, we had a, we had a huge year academically last year, um, one of the best in, in the school's history. And I think to thank you, um, mm-hmm. our teachers and, and students and families did an incredible incredible job, and so. 
to have this momentum now and to see um, a new building on the horizon uh, is extremely exciting. Um, and so uh, I know as a now putting my DPS parent hat on, you know, when when we visit, it seems like a long time ago. My daughter's a freshman now. So um, but when visiting schools for the first time, knowing that you're going to send your 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 child to kindergarten uh, feels like in the moment the biggest decision you've ever had to make. Right. And, and, um, I know, um, being in schools that our kids are going to be successful, you know, wherever they land, but as a, as a parent, as a, as a family member, it, it has this huge weight. And so how you feel when you walk in the front door, how you feel when you talk to somebody in the office, how you feel when you walk down the hallway really means a lot in terms of how you feel about the school experience. So we are, we are thrilled, um, that things are going extremely well here at Glenn, but, but and only better uh, in years to come with our new space. Fantastic. And if I could, I'm yes. sorry, I did remember to those who may be watching or listening, uh, Bethesda is the sixth school that is yes. on that list. So Bethesda, yes. Glenn, uh, Moorhead Club, uh, Mangum and Hope will all receive major renovation additions. Great, thank you so much. So in the first segment of this podcast, we spoke with uh, Dr. Dr. Monk, and he talked about the strategic plan and how all of that is interwoven in this work. So for you, Mr. Hunt, you know, part of that strategic plan, Priority 5, um, speaks to ensuring fiscal and operational responsibility is the big umbrella. Mm -hmm. But it also talks to our obligation to improve physical environment, to enhance student learning and ensure safety. The plan also speaks to 100% of elementary schools having adequate, appropriate space to accommodate reduced class sizes in kindergarten through third grade. It's a, it's a heavy lift. So, you know, what does a safe, educationally suitable school look and feel like to you as an instructional leader? I, ho I heard you talk about teacher collaboration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but what, what does that look like for you as a leader? Sure. Um, we had, uh, we had the opportunity. It was extremely excited. We had some of the architects come in in a series of meetings. And so they showed us a lot of designs about what schools can look, can look like. Um, and they talked to us about our needs. So they actually met with all of our specialist teachers. So they met with our, our music teacher, our media coordinator, our STEM teacher, our um, PE teacher. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out a few others, but they met with all of our all specialists to talk about how can they, how can we maximize our program? How can we make it the most meaningful experience for our students? We're also blessed here at Glenn and also in DPS if you, and um, to have um, an, an awesome staff, but also many staff members in terms of um, English as a second language teachers, exceptional children's teachers, uh, academically gifted teachers, reading interventionists. And so while that is, we're blessed to have so many people that can work with our students. And I think that contributes to our student growth. It also presents space challenges. And so we talked about in the new building, having a lot of flexible spaces. So there are uh, many classrooms um, throughout that that wing that can be used by a host of different people. Um, so comfortable student seating, uh, a whiteboard, uh, access to technology so that if it's an ESL teacher, an EC teacher or a small reading group, that space is available at any time during the day for that yes. student. Um, in addition, we, we're building a outdoor education program. It's, it, we're in our first year here. Uh, and so all the research in the world shows that 
if a student, students are here for nearly 40 hours a week, we want to make sure that they have a lot of transitions, a lot of different experience, exposure to the outdoors. And so um, I think our the, the construction will lend itself to um, having both outdoor spaces and uh, flexible indoor spaces. So all of our staff is really excited about that. That is exciting. That's fantastic. And mm -hmm. I know uh, you've touched on the opportunities that exist and some things that you've even implemented now with the outdoor learning components. But how do you get creative um, utilizing a facility that's older um, mm -hmm. with the students and the capacity that you have to serve them? What are some of those other things that you're doing to be able to maximize learning in this space right now? That's a great question. Probably ask a lot of questions of people who are smarter than me. So I think honestly to, to ask our K-5 teachers, for instance, who um, really, you know, think about our students and having worked at the high school level where you have, you know, if you're a student, you work with four teachers every day. You have a, a wide net of people at the elementary level. Your K-5 teacher is really going to drive your experience. Maybe 90 percent of your day is driven by the quality of that of that teacher um, and the experience you get from them. And so hearing from them about what their needs are or or different creative things that we can do throughout the building to um, to enhance learning experience, I really lean on them to help us make those decisions. Um, and also thinking about this, and I didn't mention it before, thinking about those teachers, we're in a really competitive environment. Durham and every county in North Carolina, in terms of there's there's all sorts of news across the nation and the state about teacher shortages. And so I think having having architects come in and say, how can we make this experience better for your teachers, which will in turn make an, a better experience for students, is a huge deal in terms of teacher recruitment which will make a better experience for our, for our students. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to say, Sheena, hats off to innovative school leaders and to operational services. Um, when I was coming up, and they know that I'll talk about my age in a heartbeat, um, but when I was coming up, I was sharing with Sheena as we were preparing that I don't remember being in an unsuitable or an uncomfortable environment. I don't remember being cold or hot. We had our cafeteria, we had our outdoor space, and the teacher relationships were excellent. You know, I still re remember Ms. Brennan from fifth grade. Um, so obviously our building services um, department was doing its job and doing a very good job. And our, my principals in elementary, middle and high, I had very good experiences. And so, you know, when you grow up and you're able to look back, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. you really come to appreciate the work that's being done um, from your standpoint, Mr. Hunt, and as well, uh, Mr. Davis. So thank you so much on behalf of the district. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you for joining us today. Um, we so much value your time and your dedication to Durham Public Schools and its students. Uh, for those of you who want to know more about building services, don't hesitate to visit dpsnc.net. Also on engage.dpsnc.net, we have information about all of our active construction projects. So you can get a little bit more information about timelines and your opportunities to engage and learn more. And thank you again. And we look forward to having you back on the podcast at another time. We look forward to coming back to yes. Glenn to see okay. all of those renovations. That's great. We can't wait to see you. Thank Fantastic. You. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Okay.